Hey everyone, it's Sina from the For Us Not To Us podcast. Uh, this is the recap of the Healthcare and Health is For Us Not To Us episode. So I really recommend listening to this that one if you haven't already. But this is like the part that's supposed. This is the part that like helps you decide like, hey, do you want to really watch this? Do you like want to really listen to this episode? And uh, like the full episode. So yeah, uh, stick all the way through it. The actual interview was uh, like, I don't know, like uh, one hour and 46 minutes long. And I put it on the podcast just before this. So this is the this is the recap. Uh, let me know if you like this form factor. Uh, I think you can do it. And like, there's like a rating section and where you can leave like a review and stuff. Add please add this library, add this podcast to your library. Remember that life is for us, not to us, and for us, not to us is a way of life. And yeah, let's get right into it. So the definition of integrative medicine is basically the combination of like traditional Western medicine and complementary medicine. We're talking natural medicine, diets, etc. In addition to looking at the body as a whole rather than many parts. What does integrative medicine really mean to you? It's allopathic medicine, drugs and surgery, plus evidence-based treatments and approaches to health that are not drugs and surgery. So that's one way of looking at it. The way I look at it in my practice is to integrate different aspects of physiology. So conventionally, if you have a heart problem, you go to a heart doctor, kidney, go to a kidney doctor, but we know that kidney problems can affect the heart and we know that gut problems can affect the brain. So there's nothing that works in isolation. The truth is that things are connected. Things are a little bit more complicated than they seem to be. Simple problems may require mechanistic, straightforward solutions. Like if you have an infected boil, maybe that just needs to be removed and you're done right? But sometimes you need something more complicated. And that's where integrative medicine becomes very useful because we have the training to say, okay, what is the right thing to do for this particular medical problem? Does it need an herb? Does it need a hospital? Does it need a yogi? So by having that additional knowledge base, then we're not just using the same tool for a myriad of problems. What's the benefit of integrative medicine rather than just having a bunch of medical professionals specialized in different parts? Why don't we just have them work together? Isn't it simpler, if not for the uh, patient, for the medical professionals? What often ends up happening in hospitals is if you have complicated cases, sometimes you're going to have multiple different specialists working on the same case and maybe just having a discussion about it. And so that was happening. And I think that is adequate in the hospital. You know, integrative medicine is really an outpatient, means outside the hospital sort of specialization. Now, where we see integrative medicine applied, it's for chronic disease. And chronic disease can be defined as daily symptoms for at least three months continuously. So that means that you have a chronic medical problem. Now, if you have multiple specialists working on a chronic medical problem, now you're already starting off with an incorrect premise to address the problem. Because sometimes these are functional issues. Maybe it's a combination of mind and habits and physiology and the existing system. And we see that in the 80s, the mainstream medical system had a lot of different specialists working on the chronic disease patients, and they just got sicker and sicker. So we don't really see them 
getting better. So if our end goal of treating patients is to make them well, then the integrative medicine model is the only one that has been shown to actually make people well. When you have multiple specialists working on it, what's really shown is that, yeah, maybe there is a couple good stories, but the vast majority of people just get sicker and sicker. We actually have a larger chronic disease burden, close to 70%, more than 70, 80% of people in America have a chronic disease. That includes children, adults, and elders. It's not just older people getting sick. Now, most Western people have a chronic disease. Now, I include mental health in that, okay? So the system isn't working. So if we have a system, we're going to have to use a system that's going to be effective. Now, one thing about integrative medicine is that integrative practitioners aim to go to the root cause of a problem. Integrative practitioner is going to focus on the root cause. And there is no other specialist that focuses on root causes of problems in the same way with the nuance that an integrative medicine doctor does. Every element has a role to play there. For example, the third largest cause of death in America is something called iatrogenic, which basically means that it was caused by the medical system or by a medical treatment, a medication, a side effect, or a consequence of a medication, or a doctor error, or a pharmacy error. The medical system is the third largest cause of death in this country, right? So there is an element of that. But there's also evidence to show that just simply being in an industrialized setting promotes inflammation. Now we see that chronic disease is uh, driven by inflammation. Inflammation is the immune system that's constantly turning on, trying to fix a problem and it's not being fixed. Why? Because the human body is not designed to handle chronic inflammation. Human body is very good at handling acute inflammation, like a cut, a headache, you get the cold and, and mostly heals on its own. You don't need a doctor for those things, right? So it's, it's the chronic stuff. It's because of chronic inflammation. So then if, if you say, okay, integrative medicine is a solution for the chronic disease epidemic. Chronic disease epidemic is caused majorly by chronic inflammation. There's an underlying cause to what's happening. This is just cause and effect. And, and the history of this planet has some amazing, devastating things that have happened that the planet has recovered from and the people living on the planet have recovered from. It's just a matter of realizing what are our problems and looking at the underlying cause of those things and then making an action plan to do it. And that's one of the wonderful things about um, integrative medicine. So when you change the food supply and you change the biodiversity of the microbes of the food supply and the soil and the plants and everything, you're going to affect human beings, that humans are part of the ecosystem at large. We're facing a healthcare crisis and 37 million people in the U.S., which is around 9 to 11% of the total population, are not getting the healthcare they need and prices are rising massively. Can integrative medicine help with this and in what ways? Yes, there is an abundance of evidence of showing that integrative medicine will lower healthcare costs. Now, why is that? Well, integrative medicine and integrative doctors focus on the human being and not just say an organ or lab tests alone. So we take into account the lab tests and the organ system and the physiology, but our focus is the human being and, and their wellness. Now, if you create customized solutions for each individual person, which is what integrative medicine aims to do, like what is the right thing for this person? Now, person A may have a disease and person B may have the same disease, but that doesn't mean that your approach to them both would be the exact same. 
you may need to tailor your thinking according to their age, their preference, their um, ethnic background, their philosophical views, their spiritual views, their social views. You have to take into account all these different aspects. And what the science is showing is that when you do it that way, what is the appropriate, correct thing for each individual person, then there ends up being less waste. So some of this money that's being spent is on a lot of that waste. So when you hear about like politicians arguing about Medicare and funding for Medicare, a lot of what they focus on is the wasted resources. So by eliminating that is the first thing that integrative medicine can contribute to lessening that financial burden. The human burden is going to require more than just integrative medicine. Integrative medicine is going to be one major solution. Do you think that integrative medicine has any impact on lifespan or is this purely coincidental? Yes, there is a whole um, specialization of medicine called longevity medicine. What we know is that if you can slow inflammation down, which is, again, the whole point of integrative medicine, you can slow the aging process down and you can make the likelihood of a future disease less likely by simply these epigenetic effects. Basically, if you change certain things, you change the cellular environment, the organ environment, and you can make things um, better. So the likelihood of increasing, not just lifespan, but also increasing the quality of life is something that integrative medicine has been shown to do. We need to integrate mind management, self-management, subjective management into Western culture. That needs to be brought into the families, in homes, in schools, and yes, in the medical system. Because if you don't teach children how to manage their minds and their interiority, they're going to turn into suffering adults. And that's one thing about the chronic disease epidemic is that it's very much connected to suffering. It's not just breakdown of physiologic systems. It's suffering on a level we've never seen before because we don't get taught how to manage emotions, mind, memories, but there's so much trauma. Even the public health department says that the number one threat to um, human health is bad experiences in childhood. Okay. So what do you do with those trauma memories? Now, let's say a person has been traumatized at age five, something bad happened to them. Then what? At age 25, they're still with those memories. I have patients in their fifties still having memories from what happened to them when they were five and it makes them sick. It has a domino effect. The inability to manage the mind and that constant suffering leads to habits and decisions that leads to the wrong habits. The wrong habits creates the inflammation and the diseases. There's so many things you cannot control, but the human being has control over their interiority, their subjectivity. That's one of the unique things. We got to bring that in. I feel like we're going to have a major beneficial impact on our fellow men.